Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This is episode 351, and we're talking about your top questions about Prague. That's right. And gosh, I'm looking forward to getting back. But at the moment, we are still in New Zealand. Europe is coming pretty quickly, we hope. Well, we do hope because we're yeah, we're still in New Zealand. We're still in Auckland. The plan is to head down to Christchurch at the end of next week. Did you realize it's the end of next week? Yeah, I did. I didn't really realize that. So at the end of next week to Christchurch and the week after that, the beginning of Easter, we'll head to Melbourne. And then it remains to be seen because Craig has a very sore arm after having an accident on Waitangi Day back in February. And uh, we're not quite sure if that's going to keep us in New Zealand while he gets treatment for that or if we're going to be able to use our flights to Athens. So fingers crossed, except Craig should not cross his fingers because that might hurt his arm. Hopefully we will be able to go to Europe in April. Luckily, recording the podcast doesn't involve too much of the use of my arm, so we should be good for today. Yeah. We're really looking forward to getting back to Europe, though, and I'd really like to get to Prague if we can. It's one of our favorite places. So we always get asked lots of questions about Prague, and we thought we'd talk about some of the most common ones. And uh, yeah, so we'll just be working through some of those questions in this podcast. Absolutely. If you have more questions, look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Indie Travel. Hit us on Twitter, same handle there, or jump onto the website, IndieTravelPodcast.com, and leave a comment at the end of this article. This episode of the Indie Travel Podcast is sponsored by Welcome Pickups. Welcome's a great way to discover a destination like Prague, especially if it's your first time, because they'll pick you up from the airport, they'll organize an airport transfer for you, and they'll also organize essential products like SIM cards, Wi-Fi hotspots, tickets to top attractions, and also tours led by locals. One of the things I like about their service is the 24-7 customer support, which is via chat, email, and phone. So however you've got access to the world, you can contact them through that. And also after you book, you can access a personalized trip page, which has travel recommendations based on your interests. So they really look after you. Visit welcomepickups.com slash indie travel for more info. So Prague, what do you like best about Prague, Greg? Oh, it's either the food, the beer, or the artwork. Mm. And I'm really unsure. Architecture's up there, but no. For me, it's a city that is heavily influenced by the sciences and the arts, and the arts just went out. Mm -hmm. I like wandering around the old town and just kind of soaking up the atmosphere. You know, it's one of these old cities that feels like it's been around forever and ever and ever, right? Mm -hmm. You've got the cobbled streets, you've got these old churches and buildings and the narrow houses together and the charming bridges and there's a castle. It just, it feels like being in a fairy tale to me. Yeah. And for me, it's that touch point of so many stories, the idea of the golem, you know, mm -hmm. the clay man that's magically brought to life to, to serve the religious leaders. It's where Franz Kafka wrote most of his works and all of the great stuff and amazing fantasy stories that he told. Uh, it's where Muha spent a lot of his time and it was kind of a hotbed and birthplace of the entire Art Nouveau movement uh, in architecture and in painting and in sculpture. So for me, just like, I guess, a little bit like you, connecting with this kind of fairy tale idea of a European city, for me, it's it's touching all of those kind of cultural touch points. Yeah, it's an amazing place. And we really, really highly recommend that you go to Prague. It's one of those places that doesn't disappoint. You know, there are so many places we've been to that we think, oh, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And it didn't live up to expectations. 
And I think Prague is the exception to that. It's one of those places we keep going back to, keep loving. The first time we went, it was Christmas 2006. We were with our friends Janine and Ange, and uh, we flew in late on Christmas Eve, and we decided to take the metro from the airport, and we didn't realize that the, the last two stops, we had to change trains somewhere and, and get the train just one more stop to where we were going. We didn't realize that that stop was a really short stop. We should have just come out of the metro and walked. We realized this the next day. But it was just an amazing stay. We did all sorts of things. We wandered around. We went to the main squares, and it snowed. We went out for a really nice dinner in a golem restaurant, and oh, man. Yeah, that was a wonderful uh, first visit to the city. Yeah, and since then, I think we've been back four or five or six times. I'm not quite sure. And that brings us to our first question. Where should one stay if they're going to Prague? Well, Prague has got a full range of accommodation options, you know, from the very basic to, to right up there. We've stayed in couch surfing apartments. We've stayed in Airbnbs. We've stayed in hostels. We've stayed in private homes. We've stayed in hotels. So there is everything. We've done everything apart from uh, camping on the, the river islands. Yeah, we, we didn't do that. We also didn't, you know, stay in the train station or anything like that. So th- th- but there are, there are lots of options. Whatever you're looking for, you're sure to find something. If you want to be quite close to the main attractions, you can stay in the center, which is called Prague One. But go a bit further out if you'd like to be away from the hordes of tourists. Prague is a very, very, very touristy city. Yeah, but it's also a very walkable city. And uh, with the tram and metro and uh, buses and the riverboats, there's good public transport. So if you don't like to be in amongst the hordes, then it can be nice to stay out of the, you know, the main city a little bit. Yeah, last time we were in Prague, we stayed with a friend in Kalin in Prague 8, and I think that was a really good location because it was close enough to the city to get in by public transport. I think it took us, what, 15, 20 minutes. But then there were lots of nice restaurants as well and also things to do out that way. Oh, it was fantastic for food, drink, and pubs. It was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, as always, you can use services like Booking.com and Airbnb to find your accommodation. So there's a lot of tourist stuff all the way around the world, but what are the stuff that we've seen in Prague that we've seen that we think is worth buying? Well, we really like consumables, so I would probably buy a few bottles of beer. You know, you can take a few different ones, take them home as uh, souvenirs, we tend to just go and try a few different ones and, you know, consume our experiences while we're there. But yeah, we went to a really great place last time we were there that had hundreds of beers on tap, and that was really exciting. Yeah, that was really neat. Uh, if you prefer something personal, on Charles Bridge, a famous bridge over the river, there are buskers there that will paint your portrait, do a sketch, and have CDs available to buy as well. I would still avoid the tacky souvenir shops, uh, but there are some really nice handmade wooden toys and those kinds of, I guess, gifts and souvenirs around the place. Yeah, one time we were there, I was walking across the bridge with my sister and her husband, and Anna stopped to buy one thing and Matt stopped to buy another thing, and they ended up with uh, a couple of CDs, and it was, it was quite fun. Absolutely. Which brings us on to another interesting question. Is Prague on the Euro? So it is not on the euro. Although it is in the European Union, they don't use the euro. They use the Czech karuna, which is also called a crown. One euro is worth about 25 to 30 karunas. There was a plan to adopt the euro, but due to, uh, shall we say, fluctuations in the euro over the last five years, the 
government keeps on just nudging it back and nudging it back. So they're keeping their own currency for now and for the foreseeable future, really. So one question people always ask is, is Prague water safe to drink? And we've always just drunk the water in Prague and never had any problems. So you can drink the water from most taps unless there's a do not drink label, like on trains, for example. Um, and also, in general, Prague is a pretty safe place to visit. So, you know, take your regular precautions, uh, don't flash your belongings about, but it's we've always found it really safe. An important one, what should I eat? Yeah, I think that's a really important question. We really like to go to different restaurants and try local food where we are. And one of the nice local foods is red meat with dumplings and often cabbage on the side. It doesn't sound very exciting, but so delicious. So delicious. And lunch is a big meal, mm. so it can do your budget a lot of good and probably help your digestion in the evening to have a big, solid, stodgy lunch full of yeah potatoes, dumplings, big cuts of meat, gravy, mm-hmm. yum. Yeah, so try to rearrange your, your eating schedule so that you go out for a big lunch. There's often special deals like in neighboring countries like Germany and Austria and uh, other countries like that. They have a cheap deal for lunch that might include two courses or one course and a drink, something like that. And they just have a light meal for dinner. Now, the international food scene in Prague is crazy, especially when you think of it compared with some of the uh, the major cities in the countries Linda just mentioned that mm-hmm. are around it. Yeah, fantastic. I think some of the, the best Georgian food I've ever had, mm. I've had in Prague. That's uh, some of the best Thai. It's, yeah, it's just absolutely insane. Yeah, so you can definitely find lots of different interesting foods to try. And then what about stuff to match it with? I mean, oh yeah, the Czech Republic is beer country. It's where... Chesky Budovice is, which is also known as Budweiss, which is where we get Budweiser from, you know, the, the real one that tastes like beer. Great. Um, it's Pilsner country just through and through. So the Prague beer is called Stara Pramen, and while it doesn't have the, the cachet of like Pilsner from Pilsen, uh, it's still very good, very cheap, and can be bought by the liter about every 50 to 100 meters in bars around the place. Yeah, I definitely recommend you try some Prague beer. Even if you're not really a beer drinker, it's worth giving it a go. Now, we were just talking about neighboring countries like Austria and Germany, and one of the questions we often get asked is, is Prague expensive to visit? Well, compared with Austria and Germany, it's very economical. We find it really great. We spent a lot of time in the Czech Republic a few years ago and just really stretched our budget really well. We could spend kind of three to four weeks there where that same money might have only gone for a week or two in Austria or Germany. Yeah, and so where were those cost savings? I think the accommodation was a lot cheaper, food was a lot cheaper, beer was a lot cheaper, just all round really. Of course, if you're going to be staying in the centre centre of Prague, accommodation does get more expensive. And also if you're going to tourist restaurants, then you're going to be spending more than you need to. So, you know, you do need to use your brain a little bit, think about where you can make money savings, but they're definitely there to be had. Yeah, and just as a counterpoint to that, it's not a city that's without its very expensive and very fine culinary experiences and, and hotel experiences right. as well. So you can, you know, go all the way up the other side of the budget as well. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk a little bit about geography. Some of the questions we often get asked is, is the Czech Republic part of the European Union? So as you know, Prague is the capital of the Czech Republic. And that is also called Czechia. That's the official short name of the country. So if you're looking on a map, you might see this 
this word Czechia, which is C-Z-E-C-H-I-A. Don't confuse that with Chechnya, which is on the other side of Europe. But uh, yeah, from, the, from I think it was the 2nd of May 2016, they decided that this was going to be the official short name. So that is exactly the same thing as the Czech Republic. And the Czech Republic is part of the European Union, and it's also part of the Schengen border-free zone. So when you're going to Europe, you may have to get a visa. You might get a visa waiver. But if you're going to like Austria, Germany, France, Spain, all of that kind of area of, of Europe, you just have to get one visa, which is the Schengen visa. And that allows you entry to this area for up to three months. So if you're planning your trip, just be aware that the Czech Republic is part of that. Absolutely. So would you say that Prague is in Eastern Europe? Well, that is a a good question, and sources do disagree. Czechs consider themselves Central Europeans, not Eastern Europeans. So it's kind of, it, it definitely is Central. Some people think it's Eastern. If you're in Prague, I definitely recommend you refer to it as Central Europe rather than Eastern because people do get touched about this kind of thing. And how about Czechoslovakia? Is the Czech Republic the same as Czechoslovakia? Well, this is a really common misconception, and a lot of older people do talk about going to Prague and going to Czechoslovakia. But Czechoslovakia is a country that existed from 1918 until 1993, uh, when it was dissolved into the two countries of the Czech Republic and Slovakia. So really, really, really important, don't call the Czech Republic Czechoslovakia because you're out of date and it can be a bit offensive to call it a country something that it isn't anymore. Yeah, so is Czechoslovakia or the Czech Republic part of Russia or the USSR? It was never part of the USSR. So just because it's kind of semi-Eastern doesn't mean it was part of the USSR. And it's also not communist. It was a communist state from 1948 to 1960, but uh, now it is a, well, the official term is a unitary parliamentary constitutional republic. So, yeah, democratic, democratic elections. Nice. So, okay, big, big bomb of information, but what should we do? (laughs) I guess that's what people want to know about, right? Yeah, so I would recommend you go to Prague, get a nice place to stay, and then just wander around. It's a beautiful city to wander around. Wander across the Charles Bridge, which has got heaps of statues on it, uh, go up to the castle. The castle is free to enter, but well, the main grounds is free to enter and certain areas of it you have to pay to go in. But if you're on a budget, you can just go in and have a look around. Go to the Old Town Square and watch the astronomical clock chime. That's really cool. Now, we spoke about it being a fairy tale city, and there's lots of connections and inspirations for the castles of Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. So which Prague Castle inspired the the famous Disney castle? Well, Prague Castle itself was probably one of the inspirations, but there's also a church called the Tyne Church in the Old Town Square, which was probably another inspiration. But, you know, these castles are hodgepodges of of various inspirations, right? And we're also just talking about the Old Town Square, which is definitely worth a visit. It's located in Prague 1, between Wenceslas Square and the Charles Bridge. Now, I did a podcast a couple of years ago that went into detail about the things to do and see around Prague. So don't want to touch on too much more, but if you were to go to one particular area of Prague, if you could, you know, wake up tomorrow morning and go and do one Prague attraction or one Prague event, what would you go and do? Oh, that's a hard one because there's so much to do. I'd probably start in the Old Town Square and walk through the city, go across the bridge and go up to the castle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's what I'd do. It's not really one thing. 
but we'll, we'll call it a walking tour. Yeah, I'd do a private walking tour. Yeah, sweet. What would you do? I would be torn as well. I reckon, oh, you know, there's three things that I'd want to do. So You said one, Craig. I know, I know. Life is hard, isn't it? <laughs> I would go around the Jewish quarter, mm. uh, some amazing stories and old buildings there. and But, you know, that is uh, a bit sober. You know, when you think about the atrocities of the last century, yeah. it's a little bit tough to handle. So I'd be tempted to go to see the Kafka Museum, which mm-hmm. I think is one of the best literary museums anywhere in the world. It's definitely odd. Yeah, I like that surrealism. So, you know, let's just leave it there. I think that's what I do. I think mm-hmm. I go to the Kafka Museum because it's something that's so unique. That's true. So special and uh, only available there in Prague City. What was your third one going to be? Oh, it was going to be to go and see the Slav Epic, mm-hmm. which was the the kind of masterwork of uh, Alphonse Mucha. Uh, most people will know Muha's work without knowing they know it. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that does those famous champagne labels that seem so classy. Yeah, all of those really lovely Art Nouveau women holding champagne glasses, that kind of thing. Yeah, so people will probably know his work from there, if nothing else. Even if they don't recognize the term Art Nouveau, mm-hmm. they would have seen those kind of fancy champagne labels that just so much of the of the era, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, but his his masterwork, this series of massive paintings telling important stories from Slav history are in Prague at the moment. And yeah, just fantastic, fantastic okay. art. Are they still there? Yeah. So the exhibition was meant to finish at the end of 2017, but the city's been fighting to keep them. And so I've been unable to find out if they're still there at the start of this year. It seemed to be in a bit of dispute, Mm -hmm. but I believe they're still there. Yeah. We were there about two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago and and went to see them. And they were, they were, I was going to say they were epic. Of course they were epic. They were amazing. Uh, Really enormous, big paintings, Showing different scenes in history. It was spectacular. Definitely worth a visit. Yeah, they're normally over in uh, Moravia, which is a different district of the Czech Republic. They're trying to, trying to keep them in Prague. Mm-hmm. So, okay, where would you go after Prague then? Well, I, I would definitely go across to Kutnahora. That's one of the places we went when we first went to Prague. There is a bone church there. So it's decorated with human bones. So that's quite odd, but definitely worth, worth seeing. If you want to stay in the Czech Republic, also uh, Chesky Budovice and Chesky Krumlov are really cool little towns to visit. And um, if you're going to Chesky Krumlov, then continue south to Austria via Linz. Also, you can head up to Germany, like Dresden or Leipzig, uh, or to Nuremberg. Nuremberg is one of my favorite places, <laughs> and Munich. And you can also go to Bratislava and Vienna and east of Poland. So, it sounds pretty central, though. Yeah, yeah. so Prague is super central. It's a really great place. If you find flights to Prague, you can go anywhere in Europe. It's such a good place to either start your trip or make as a stop on your trip. It's just really convenient. And public transport is pretty good, too, so you can get around by buses and, and trains to get to these, these destinations. Hey, I see we're running low on time, but uh, shall we just do a quick run through some of the history questions that uh, we've been asked? Yeah, sure. So yeah, let's start with a question that kind of goes back the furthest in history. So when was the Old Town Square founded? Okay, Old Town Square, one of the most famous landmarks in Prague and surrounded by these amazing buildings and uh, some pretty good pubs as well. 
it's been used as a marketplace from at least the 10th century. So it is over a thousand years old at this point. Most of the main buildings around it were built in the 12th and 13th century. That's where you get the Old Town Hall, the Church of Our Lady before Tyne. The astronomical clock was up and running in the early 1400s. It's the oldest astronomical clock in the world that's still operational. So, you know, when you're walking around there, you're really walking around things that are around a thousand years old, which is pretty crazy. Obviously, restoration work has gone on over that time. You're not walking through ruins. But then they haven't left it just like a museum. There are new sculptures that have gone up in the last kind of 20 years that celebrate heroes of the modern Czech Republic as well. So the next question is, when was Charles Bridge constructed? So this is the most famous bridge in Prague that goes over the River Vltava. The bridge was commissioned by Charles IV. And if you do any history or walking tours at all around Prague, you just hear the name Charles IV, Charles IV, Charles IV, absolutely all of the time. So he was a colossus in the history of Prague. He commissioned the bridge in 1357. It was opened in 1402. Uh, it's the oldest bridge in the city. And yeah, it, it looks it. Cool. And then more modern history. So the Czech state itself was formed in the ninth century. So it's been around for ages, but it's been part of various empires throughout its history, such as the Great Moravian Empire, the Holy Roman Empire, and the Austro-Hungarian Empire. But Czechoslovakia, which we spoke about earlier, that was formed in 1918 when it declared its independence from the Austro-Hungarian Empire. So that was yeah. the First World War. End of World War One. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so Czechoslovakia was around from 1918 until 1993. Yeah, that was it. 1st of January 1993, we have two democracies in the place of Czechoslovakia. Yeah, and it was a peaceful dissolution as well. So no, no wars being fought to create the Czech Republic It was just nice and peaceful. (laughs) Sweet. Well, let's wrap up there. Hope you've enjoyed that run through some of the questions that we've been asked about Prague. If you have more questions, come and find this article at IndieTravelPodcast.com and uh, leave a comment. You can also get in touch on Facebook, Twitter, or email us. Mail at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This episode of the Indie Travel Podcast is sponsored by Welcome Pickups. And Welcome Pickups was founded in 2015 in Athens, Greece, which is our next destination. So we're very excited about going there. And they're the first company to deliver a holistic and destination travel experience. That's right. As well as an airport pickup, you can pre-order SIM cards, Wi-Fi hotspots, tickets for attractions and for events. And they will all be in your welcome pack delivered by your driver on arrival. And also you can do welcome experiences like booking local experiences such as um, day trips, city highlights, half-day excursions. So we spoke earlier about how a really great way to start your trip to Prague is to do a a walking tour. Well, welcome pickups can arrange that kind of thing for you. Well, that's us for this week. Until next time, travel well.